Did the invention of bidding wars and the blind bid process ruin the Toronto real estate market? We'll find out what I think on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. So, On today's episode, as I mentioned, I want to talk about bidding wars and specifically I want to answer the question or give my thoughts on the question, did bidding wars ruin the Toronto real estate market? Reason for this podcast is obviously the market is red hot. Things are flying. The spring market officially hasn't even begun yet. We're still in the beginning of March. Uh, I think we're still going to get some snow next week and uh, we haven't even had March break yet. And, and still, the market is absolutely flying like never before. Prices are rising like never before. Every day, records are being broken in condo buildings and streets across the GTA. So naturally, it's that time of year again where many people, especially first-time buyers, are getting extremely, extremely frustrated with the Toronto real estate market. Many are just throwing up their hands in the air and, and just giving up altogether on Uh, owning property in this city, certainly owning uh, freehold property. Many people are giving up every day because it's so challenging to get a home. And we're seeing 10, 20, 30, even 40 offers coming in on certain properties um, every single week. And every time, of course, that happens, you've got, uh, if there's 20 offers on a property, one person gets it, that means there's still 19 other very hungry, very active people out there looking to buy a property somewhere else. And so the frustration grows and grows and grows. And I came across, I was inspired to do this podcast talking about bidding wars and the blind bid process um, because I read a post and it's a, it's a, just an example of someone and not to pick on this person particular, I actually don't even know who this person is, but just somebody had tagged me in this Facebook thread and, and uh, I thought it's a classic example of the common complaints and frustrations that especially first-time buyers have with the blind bidding process, uh, the bidding war process that we have in Toronto for home buying and condo buying. So I'll just read to you uh, this person's sentiment so you get an idea of what I'm sort of responding to um, in this podcast. Uh, He says, the home buying process, in my experience, is essentially gambling. You submit an offer. The listing agent responds with a text that says, excellent offer. It's comparable to X others. Would you like to bid more? Prospective buyers have no line of sight on the other bids and no idea if the listing agent is actually telling the truth. Buyers are supposed to trust a text message? Question mark. How is this practice sustainable? How is it ethical? Speculation is running rampant in Toronto. We were speculating on the future value of homes, but we're also speculating on what other people are bidding. This is exacerbated by uh, listing agents who purposely create bidding wars. We talk about over-asking being a concern. What about over the next highest bidder without having any idea what they actually bid? It's an artificial increase in price driven by vested interests, the listing agent who receives a commission, and the seller who receives a higher offer. One step in the right direction? Question mark. 
If you bid on a property and the listing agent seller responds asking if you'd like to bid more, they must include initial the initial offers of the parties in contention. I wonder how many people who had the highest initial bid are being asked to bid higher regardless of the gap between bids. Okay, so there you have it. That was the comment that I read on Facebook. And you've probably heard similar things, seen similar things, said similar things yourself. Basically, a first time, another first-time buyer lamenting the uh, blind bidding process that we have set up in Toronto. And if you've never been through it before, basically, whenever there's multiple offers on a property, um, the listing agent is not allowed to disclose any details of the offers to the, the other parties uh, who are bidding. You basically, you put in the, the, your bid, uh, you submit your offer, and it's completely up to the, uh, the seller to decide if they want to accept one of those offers or they could reject all the offers. They could request anyone if they want to improve the offers. They could select um, a couple of, uh, a small subset of the offers and, and focus on them and ask them if they want to improve. Um, but all the while, the, the bidders, the buyers, have no idea what the other offers are and what they consist of and what the prices are. So there is a common thing going on here with, with buyers, especially first-time buyers, to not like that process, to feel out of control, to feel like it is an unfair um, rigged system, that uh, there's a great amount of concern for fake offers. Um, that was pretty much addressed uh, a year or so ago when the new rules came in where um, there's much more stringent tracking systems for offers that every listing agent now has to track every offer coming in and have a record of that, a paper trail, so that it sort of eliminates the, uh, the concern there with um, uh, phantom offers or fake offers uh, supposedly being put forward by listing agents. But uh, still, the buyer has no idea what the other offers are, and there's a concern that, well, what if I bid a million dollars and I could have got it with only 950000 You know, What if I'm way above uh, the other guy, the second-place guy? And, I'm, I'm, and certainly there are plenty of stories out there like that where um, a house sold for X amount and the highest bid was one hundred or $200,000, $300,000 more than the next highest bid. Certainly it does happen from time to time. More often than not, though, it is it is a very, very um, narrow sort of margin of victory for the winner. So um, there is a tendency, and maybe you agree with the sentiment, that blind bidding wars, the blind bidding process that we have in Toronto is completely um, unfair and bogus, and, and you're not down with that. And, and, and the alternative, as this person was sort of alluding to is um, in, in their Facebook uh, rant is basically let's bring more transparency let's let's know what the other bids are essentially they're calling for what a lot of people have called for in the city of Toronto is an open auction process so as opposed to a, a blind bid is an open auction is just like it sounds basically you know exactly what all the other bids are everyone bids uh, out in public and and says what their offer is so that everyone can hear it and it's just you know like a typical auction like you've maybe been to or you've seen them in the movies or whatever um it's not a very common way to to, to buy and sell things in in canada but in certain places around the world it is very common in australia for example 
Uh, it seems to me, my understanding is this is the most common way that people are buying um, and selling homes in Australia. It's literally an auction in front of the house uh, on the street, you know, going once, going twice, three times sold kind of thing. Um, and so the question is, is that better? Is that a better way to do things? Um, I would say no. I would actually disagree with the sentiment that people or people who are saying that that is a better way, that that's the way that we should do things, that somehow that will be an improvement. I actually disagree, and I'm going to tell you why. So if you look at the, the blind bidding war process, obviously the cons are, as I've been talking about so far in this podcast, um, it's a blind process. You don't know what other people are bidding. There's a risk that you will way overpay for something when you could simply pay a little bit more than the other guy to get the property. Um, that's the, uh, the, the cons there. But um, the pros, I think, of this bidding war process, and I think the whole reason why we need to go back and remind ourselves why do we have this in the first place? Because we could have had an auction system. We could do auctions in, in Ontario, but we don't. So why do we do this? Let's go back. Uh, to the beginning and look at the sort of the purpose as, as I see it of, of doing it the way that we do and have always done it this way. Um, it's actually the opposite. The purpose is, is not actually to um, create this lack of transparency situation where the seller is sort of rigged in favor of the seller. It's actually quite the opposite. It's actually to create a situation to, and I believe, to protect the buyer. And the way that it protects the buyer is the buyer is not influenced in any way by the other parties that they're bidding against. So it, it actually, in my opinion, creates a much more rational and thoughtful and straightforward process where all the parties who are bidding have access to the exact same information. That is what the other properties on the street have sold for the condition of the property, they're allowed to go through and inspect it and see, uh, you know, the, the guts of the property and, and what it looks like. And you can bring a home inspector in if you want and analyze every last angle of the property that you want. Everyone has access to that same information. Um, they don't have, they, but they don't have access to what the other people are bidding. And in my opinion, that is actually a protection for the buyers. It forces you as a buyer to put down an offer for the property that you think the property is worth. What is the property worth to you? And that's the offer you put down. It, you're not influenced by what other people are putting in on their offers and what the property is worth to them. So it just forces you as a buyer to make a rational decision to basically say, everything on the street is selling for a million dollars, this is a very similar house. So to me, this house is worth a million dollars as opposed to, I really want this house. I've fallen in love with this house. The guy beside me just bid a million dollars. I know the other houses have, have sold for a million dollars, but if I don't put a higher number on it, then I'm not going to get this house. So that is, that is what happens in an auction. So let's, let's look at, let's look more closely at an auction. So in an auction environment where it is fully open and, and all the other bids are known, to me, that is a less rational, more competitive, um, more in favor of the seller process than the blind bidding process. Because 
it creates that competitive environment. It, it brings out that irrational behavior in us as consumers when we are in that competitive spirit, when we see other people, especially when it's a, a large number of other people, especially imagine in a market like we have today um, in Toronto, where imagine you, you were bidding against literally 30 or 40 other very anxious buyers in an open environment. To me, that would just be absolute chaos. Um, and to me, that would be more likely to create a, a more inflation in the system um, because it's less based on what the property is worth to me, my offer, and my offer is more based on that just natural, irrational, competitive human nature aspect of you know, the, the social side of just you see someone there and you want to outdo them. You want to beat them. You, your, your competitive spirit comes out. Um, and it's, it raises the question of where does it end, right? So you've, uh, the, the, the bids, it doesn't, it, it goes until it goes. Uh, a million and one, a million two, a million three, a million four. It just, it just keeps going until it stops, until somebody until everybody taps out and you have a winner. Um, and again, to me, that is more likely to result in a higher selling price, especially in a hot, hot market like we have now. If there's like two bidders, you know, bidding, then, you know, sure. It, it, I think it, it's a different scenario. But in a hot, hot market that we have right now, if you have 10, 20, 30, 40, um, very active and anxious buyers bidding on a property. To me, that's going to result in uh, in much in a much higher selling price in in most cases, and that's going to put more inflationary pressure on the system. And to me, it's it's honestly going to just create uh, even more frustration, even more anger towards the the state of the market, um, and more bad behavior. I guess, uh, for lack of a better term amongst uh, amongst buyers um you, you know just think about what kind of things are sold at auction who uses i mean think about sotheby's and other famous auction houses of the world what are they auctioning usually what do you associate auctions with most of the time it's very expensive high end rare things art um, collectibles you know exotic cars you know Things of that nature are generally sold through this type of auction environment. Um, and, and, and that, again, why do they do that? It's, it's to create the hype. It's to create the scenario where people may pay more than they otherwise naturally would if they were just thinking rationally and thinking, what is this thing worth to me? What is it worth on the open market? And what is it worth to me? And that's the number I would put in. Um, and again, this is all not to say that during the blind bidding process that people um, will naturally act rationally and will will not act irrationally. Of course, it's not a perfect system by any means. Um, human nature and irrational behavior still enters into the system, but I just think it's far less prevalent and far less likely when you do have a blind bidding process than it would be in an open auction process. Um, you think about eBay, you know, one of the biggest, uh, web companies ever created, um, their whole system is, is based around this concept of creating an auction 
generating that hype, generating that competitive spirit, people bidding at, uh, you know, bidding up an item or a thing up um, right up until the last second. Um, but again, with eBay, there's a, there's a fixed time limit with an open auction on a property. There would be no fixed time limit. There's no like get your bid in at the last second and then you get it. No, it's, it's just, we're going to keep going all night until everybody gives up except for one. And, uh, you're going to have to write a check the moment that, um, the moment that it, that ends. I mean, another example, think about you, pro- if you've never been to an auction, you've probably been to some kind of a charity auction. I know I have, um, think about charity auctions. How many times at a charity auction have you bought something? And then the moment after you buy it, you look, you know, to your spouse and her, your, your, whoever's with you. And you say, what did I just do? What did I just pay for? And you realize, you know what, I just got caught up in that competitive, uh, bidding process. And I just, paid, you know, a thousand dollars for $200 leaf tickets or whatever. Um, I just paid $500 for a jar of jelly beans or something. Um, you know, that is exactly the result that the auctioneers and the, and the purveyors of that thing were hoping for. They're hoping that you act irrationally and that you, um, get so competitive that you end up paying more for something that it's actually worth to you if you sit down and logically think it through. Okay, so I've been ranting and ranting on about this for uh, a long time now. I'm surprised I've actually, I thought this was going to be a quick podcast, but um, this is a topic that um, has come up a lot and again is coming up more and more when the market is hot like it is right now. But I think ultimately, I think when you sum it up, it's what is the purpose of a blind bidding war versus what is the purpose of an auction? We can argue, I suppose, on what that is. But for me, the purpose of a bidding war and the blind bidding war and why we do it like that is to ultimately, I think the biggest purpose is to protect the buyer from doing something stupid while at the same time still allowing um, the capitalism to take place and for you know a seller to achieve a maximum number. Um, at the same time, what is the purpose of an auction? For me, the purpose of an auction is, you know, more so weighed in the seller's best interest, more so weighed against the uh, buyer, and more so designed to make you do something stupid um, and something that you're going to regret. And so that, to me, is why, um, contrary to a lot of my colleagues, a lot of people in the industry, and certainly a lot of first-time buyers who are extremely frustrated out there with the bidding wars that are happening in Toronto, that is why I disagree with the idea of bringing in um, auction, the auction format into, uh, into Toronto real estate and why I actually believe that the blind bidding process that we have, while not perfect, is still a better system and is still a better um fair or fairer system for both the seller and the buyer and i think it brings the most balance to uh to this question of what do we do when there's more than one person who wants to buy your house okay there you have it um love to hear your thoughts on this uh topic so go ahead and send me an email andrew at truecondos.com send me a text 416-371-2333 or if you're listening to this on uh, uh, facebook or somewhere just go ahead and leave a comment on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you're picking this up. And I'd love to hear from you. Okay, until next time, have a great week. 
Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.